Rooted in Revenue with your host today, Susan Finch. The Digital Handoff, Digital Asset Transitions for Your Organization. Hi, I'm Susan Finch, and I am the host today, as I said just a second ago. This was an important episode based on how I spent all of last week helping a couple of professional and volunteer organizations gather up all their digital assets as they were ready to change officers for the new year. This was a mess, especially in one group's case, and I'll be talking about that in a minute. Many of us love filling our spare time by being involved in professional organizations with our peers. We're in an exclusive professional organization with a paid membership, <coughs> like the SDIPLA or the NRBA, volunteering regularly for a local or remote charity, uh, beekeepatrol.org, or even helping out with events at our children's local school through the PTO, PSO, PTA, hat tip to Raleigh Hills School and to Deer Canyon. These groups typically have a leadership rotation to avoid burnout of volunteers, for one thing. Some even have paid board positions. No matter how they're structured, they all have one thing in common. There is a time when you need to hand off the digital assets and procedures. This is often a clumsy process at best and a tangled nightmare of fishing lines randomly spread like silly string throughout all the digital properties. It's enough to keep people from participating in your organization or group, never wanting to volunteer again, or speaking poorly of your professional organization, which is not good if you rely on those membership dues. You don't want them badmouthing you to their contacts and circles who've been considering joining or volunteering. You won't want to be caught without a plan when you suddenly need one, because then it's too late. You want to have your onboarding and offboarding processes in place for annual rotations of officers' duties and responsibilities. This might include a professional organization with elected officers who change annually, an organization with, with rotating volunteer committee leads or event chairs, a community organization where there has been an upheaval or rift between leadership or volunteers and a sudden change needs to happen. You've all heard those stories if you have not participated in them. Note that while transition of digital assets to new leadership is important, part of the process should also include cleaning house by removing access and credentials for former officers and locking down any sensitive info access via cloud folders. So the goal of this episode is to prepare you or update your procedures for handing off or passing the torch to the next group coming in. You'll want to be out of the pie as soon as you can so you can allow them to easily access what they need without your involvement for codes, double verifications, and more. So let's talk about what you need to do first. You need to assess what is in place. What do you already know? So gather all of the logins you can find from existing leadership or the stronger volunteers or whoever has been in charge of this in the past. Strongly suggest finding a constant person, you know, that forever member or volunteer that it's okay if you had to rely on them once in a while for a code or for access or information, at least for the next few years. Let them be the ultimate, ultimate keeper of the information or backup plan. Let's at least have that and that they're willing to do it. I also strongly suggest that you build a spreadsheet for incoming officers that they can access, but that the organization owns. Don't do it on your personal accounts. Nobody should do any of this under the personal accounts. 
We'll talk about Google Workspace setup in another episode, especially for nonprofits because they can get it for free. But what if there isn't a history for old logins or hosting accounts or domains, or maybe you don't even remember who the officer was when all this stuff was set up because they prepaid it for three or four years in advance when they had some money. And now nobody knows who has the renewal. I'll give you a big tip. Go look up Wayback Machine. This allows you to go look at history snapshots of your organization's website. And you can go look there for the list of officers, list of leadership or whatever it is. So it's like, oh yeah, that person, I remember them and go find them, go track them down on LinkedIn or Facebook, wherever you have to, and ask for their help if you can't find it any other way. The next thing I want to talk about is membership database and site admin. You want to ensure the new president and relevant officers are granted access to the membership database with admin rights. Walk the new leaders through the database or website admin. We'll cover how members sign up and renew and key reports and custom fields, etc. later. Transfer any saved admin login credentials to the new president and that spreadsheet. Let's talk about financial accounts, including PayPal. PayPal can be tricky to update when leadership changes. So if you're running all your event or your events through PayPal, say like a legal association, and it's all you legal professionals in your county, you guys get together for these great continuing learning events and stuff, get your hours in and to meet people and share contacts and information, great. But when you wanna transfer over PayPal, if your previous president's assistant set it up under her name, her information, her phone number, and she's gone. She doesn't work in the legal profession anymore. Nobody would be able to change it. It's tricky. You're gonna to need to provide a lot of identification, including probably driver's licenses and banking statements and things so that PayPal will change it. Remember, PayPal is basically a bank. And so they're not gonna make it that easy for you to just switch who the owner is, who the main email contact and things are. You're gonna to have to back it up with some information. So be ready to do all that. Provide the new treasurer access to any other financial management platforms that you use. This includes sharing all sponsorship contracts, contacts, and assets. Professional organizations have sponsors, as do nonprofits, especially nonprofits. Their donor and sponsor information is their gold. That's what keeps them going. If you are a nonprofit, you may have alliances on portals with companies such as the United Way, iGive, VolunteerMatch.org, Amazon, Costco, NPO Connect, Benevity, and so many more that match donations from companies to make direct deposits into your account. Oh, and don't forget to go to the bank. You're gonna have to tell them that you're transferring. You're gonna need the old person to go with you probably in person to make this transition to you. This can also be time consuming and tricky. Social media and websites are next topic. Domain registration access. Who registered the domain? Where is it registered? When does it renew? You don't want your site for your organization going down. And this may or may not include a Cloudflare account for domain management. Website hosting admin. These may be two different companies and probably should be. While you're at it, who's listed as the domain owner and admin and tech contacts for your domain? You're gonna wanna update that as well. Website admin, regardless of your platform, whether it's Weebly or WordPress or something else, doesn't matter. You need to have the new people added in at the administrator level so you can change the main admin contact. We're going to talk about email addresses for your organization in just a minute to make this even easier. 
then gather admin access for all your social media accounts. Who's managing them too? Were they invited as managers or do they simply log in as the account? That would be your Facebook page, LinkedIn group, LinkedIn page, X, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Meta, Nextdoor, whatever it is. This includes changing out all the admins and managers for these same properties and changing the passwords if they have unique passwords that you're logging in as that account. Share logins for other professional organizations or directories where your group has been listed. Think National Association for Realtors if you're in a real estate professional group. Funeral Directors of the U.S., that's another professional group. United Way, whatever it is, you want to make sure that your group, if you have a login because you have a listing that you manage, that you have that login as well to make that change. They're usually a little more lenient though when you update somebody. You can usually pick pick up the phone or send a well-written email explaining the situation as long as it comes from your domain for your group from that email address, not your personal Gmail account. So let's talk about email accounts. Let's review some of the optional ways you may have set this up. Maybe you set up the email account for your organization through your website hosting company. Maybe you did it through Google using Gmail maybe through Microsoft Office 365. This can get messy because you gotta change all the passwords. You just do. You don't need to delete the accounts, but make it simple. Just change the passwords and make a note of them so the new people can have the new password and then they can update it later. Change the backup email, change the phone number that's back there and the name on the account. It can't just be president at yourorg.com. It'd be president, that's the email address, but the name on it would be, you know, Thomas Finch, and then the title is president at yourorganization.com, whatever it is. This makes it easier to hand things off. So if all those things we were talking about earlier are all using your organization-based emails, this really makes it simple because then it becomes a roles thing. Everything money is the login is treasurer at yourorg.com. Only the password has to change in all these places. Makes it way easier. And if you're working on a 501c3, sorry if it's a professional organization with events like I was talking about, the SDIPLA, the San Diego Intellectual Property Legal Association. Those types of things where it's membership and continuing hours and stuff, that doesn't count as a 501c3. And so Google doesn't give you free email. But for 501c3s, charities, churches, education, you can get free email in your Google workspace. They will set that up for you. So if you don't though, let's, let's talk about the SDIPLA or the NRBA. If you don't want to spend a ton of money on email addresses, you can use aliases. So you can set up one or two accounts, maybe three, maybe one's for membership, one's for president, one is for events or something. Maybe you set up a fourth one that would be members at, and the members, not membership, members at, and under it, you make an alias of everybody who would like to have an email account with your org.com domain. You can do that because then in the inbox, this is just through Google. I don't know how it works in Office 365. In your inbox, you could set up rules and forwarding that it skips the inbox altogether, goes into the trash, but it's forwarded to their email account. Isn't that cool? This is more to maintain though. If you have members that come and go or they change the corporations they work for, that can get messy and it can stop working. So yeah, that's just something to consider. Maybe for your key volunteers, maybe for your committee members, 
rather than having to buy so many email addresses each month. This really cuts down your operating cost. We're almost done here. Document storage. This is huge. Review permissions on whatever cloud storage folders you are using and update to remove access of former officers and members and ensure only the necessary current team members have the appropriate access. Everybody doesn't need everything. If Treasure only works in the money stuff, they don't need access to the talent show. You know what I mean? Keep it locked down so then they aren't cluttered either. They get right to what they need to do and they can bookmark it, share it, put it in their stars, whatever they want on Drive. Share Drive folders from cloud storage with the new team members for access to historical documents. And while you're in there changing all that, look down below if you're using Drive, I know, and make sure it isn't, you want it to be restricted access rather than anyone with the link. Unless you're sharing some photo thing where anybody with the link can see it or something that everybody said, it's okay if that information is shared, that's different. But don't allow people to share your sensitive stuff with anybody who has the link. And if you're using Dropbox, reconsider it. They charge each person who accesses the files that you share with them. And this can clog up. I know I have a dozen clients that use Dropbox. So each time they share folders with me, my inbox is already full and I'm having to pay more and more and more for Dropbox because they're sharing movies with me and audio files and things. I don't need that. I would rather not have it shared with me or that they put it on Drive because then I'm not charged for that. So you just might want to consider that. That's all part of your to-do list. So that's enough for now. I could go into heavy details on each one of these, but this gives you something to think about to make your life easier as a volunteer or a paid board member or whatever you're doing to help out your professional organization, your favorite charity, your community organization. If you have any questions about this, feel free to email me, susan at susanfinch.com. I would love to help you or noodle your problems that you've come up with after you've listened to this. Thank you so much for spending the time you do volunteering for all types of organizations. Running binkypatrol.org, I've been doing it for 27 years and I would be nothing without my volunteers. But we too have rotating chapter leaders and rotating managers for our social media accounts. So we do have to review those and update that stuff regularly. So I hope you found this helpful. You can find out more at susanfinch.com or look for me on LinkedIn, Susan M. Finch. Thank you so much. Never miss an episode. Check out rootedinrevenue.com and subscribe on the site to get weekly updates of when new episodes come out. Or find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio. So go subscribe. We'll get you all the information you need to do your best with marketing and your online presence.